Hi, my name is Scott Kerland, and my best friend Lils Martin hates musicals. I'm Lils Martin, and my friend and acquaintance Scott Kerland loves musicals. Wait, what? But I don't like I don't like begrudging for it or anything. Wait, I don't know. I said you were my best friend, and you just called me a friend and acquaintance. Yeah. I was working really, really hard on creating this podcast for you where I show you great movie musicals and bad movie musicals because I love you, but you want to be a dick. We were supposed to record this promo for Hell is a Musical, and what are we doing right now? Sounds like we're recording the promo right now. Hell is a Musical on the Zero Science Network. Be there. I want to watch Black Mirror, but I also want to watch, like, Saved by the Bell, Jesse Spano, Lisa Turtle fan fiction. But, like, oh, San Junipero. San Junipero. It's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket. You owe me 15 grand, pal. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Rogers Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Kerland, and we are kicking off February's Romance Month with Black Mirror. I know, weird, right? We're talking about San Junipero, and we're talking about it with... Mallory Saverin, I am back! All right, please leave. I can't, we're doing this virtually. I cannot go any farther away from you. A little inside baseball... Mallory is in our bubble, so we normally can see Mallory in person. However, she didn't anticipate that there was going to be a snowstorm. Yeah. And didn't anticipate enough time. So we have to do this via Zoom. Yes. I was I was disappointed that I could not stay. But it yeah, was I was also, disappointed I- in you too. I I feel guilty enough but then I was looking at the weather and I was like okay um this could be bad and then by the time I got home it was coming down I left at the perfect time I I wish that it was like the other way around of snow yesterday in in case anyone's in Massachusetts snow yesterday they're like it's gonna be like three to six inches and it was like nothing and then well I got more snow down here than I think you got up there for a change because usually you get more than I do Thank but, God. Yeah, you needed a break up there. But <laughs> we definitely had snow. I mean, the clouds had to come, but it wasn't that bad. I agree. I wish it was not that bad, but it was it definitely wouldn't have been safe for me to drive home if I left later. Yeah. <laughs> so after you left, I plowed and like the driveway was looking great. And all of a sudden, as soon as I was done, the plow came by again and I just went, Oh, come on. Yeah. And now of course, you know, we're getting a storm. But the ground was down- clear. That's so frustrating. And then they just ruined all your work. No, I mean, the street was cleared 
of snow. They brought snow from the other, yeah, from another. Are you er- kidding me? No. Oh my god. I'm How so- annoying. It's just well, rude. Well, considering we're talking about 80s with San Junipero, how rude. Right? Oh, my God, the 80s vibes. The hair, the clothes, the music. You got to give us the TV guide rule. What happens in this episode? Oh, geez. I don't know. I feel, feel like your intro did, like, a perfect job. So I'm not sure how much I can add other than to say, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it off the bat, but essentially... In a distant future where computers and the soul meld into one, two wayward lesbians find each other against all odds. Kind (laughs) kind of lesbians, (laughs) question mark? Or whatever. I mean, I guess, you know, one is bi. Um, Well, also, you could have just kept with the 80s vibe because the twist is in the middle. Which twist? Oh, you know, when you realize that they're like dead or well, dying. They're in a simulation. Right. right. I have so many questions about that too. Yeah. So did I. Like if the power goes out. <laughs> That's literally okay. Legit at the end where they show all of the servers of all of like the people who are hooked up to this computer program, which is They're what called it is. cookies in that world. In Black Mirror, they're called cookies. Oh, it's like a if a person's consciousness is held on an electronic device. It's yeah, Ricky. yeah. It, it basically they establish in a much darker episode in White Christmas in the Christmas special that John Hamm's character created these. Oh yeah, I'm vaguely remembering that Black Mirror. I watched. This is what I what. So okay, like my overall thoughts of San Junipero. One. It wasn't as horrifically disturbing as I found most of Black Mirror episodes. It's the only Black Mirror episode with a happy ending. Because it's because because I mean there is a terrifying underbelly to it because I find technology as a whole and where we're going in the world to be a terrifying prospect. So the idea that a company can have ownership over my consciousness for eternity freaks me out. But the love story, I think, is a, a really great one on screen. I think it's a good capsule of the... And it's not really a love story. I think it's the introduction to a love story, which I like. And then also, I think my overall feeling about this episode as well is I think it's just a very excellent way to present not only abstract thoughts, but also present a story that has a very specific and unique twist in a way that literally just throws you into the middle and explains nothing to you. The episode never explains anything to you. You literally just have to pick it up as it goes and kind of figure it out. Because the full reveal, even though the twist comes in the middle, as you said, the full reveal doesn't really come until the end where you fully grasp um, what's what the whole thing is. Yeah, so... Our, our, also, I love the fact that our main actress, uh, her name is Gugu. Is that Kelly or Kelly name? is is played by one of my favorite actresses, Gugu Ombatha Ra. That's an amazing name. Did you see the movie Beyond the Lights? No, she's the lead in that. She was uh, in Belle. She she's like in everything, but you don't realize it. Belle, what's Belle? 
Bell is a period piece. It it's really hard to explain. <laughs> okay. Well, I was looking at them and I was just watching. She's the feather I... duster in Beauty and the Beast in the live action one. Oh, okay. Because I'm watching it. I watched this episode this time because I've seen it before, obviously. But I'm watching it. And I'm like the two of them. I swear I've seen them in other stuff. Mackenzie Davis is also in everything too. Yeah, it, they're one of those characters. There's one of the, they're one of those actresses. Excuse me, that pops up in so many different things that when you see them, you recognize them. But you can't necessarily, at least for me, on like your freakish brain that can just remember everything. Thank me, you. I need Fuck to, you. <laughs> I need to spend like an hour IMDBing that shit to try to remember who's from where. Because I know I've seen them both in other things. Mackenzie Davis, she was in Happiest Season. Uh, no idea what that is. That's the Hulu Christmas movie with Dan Levy and. Yeah, I'm Kristen. not going to watch that. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> Okay, that's a re- resounding endorsement. I mean, it, it's like the Family Stone. Yeah, okay, I'm not interested. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Mackenzie Davis was also in a movie that Haley and I love called What If with Daniel Radcliffe and Zoe Kazan and Adam Driver. Okay. It's it's like When Harry Met Sally. Okay. And she plays like the Carrie Fisher role. All right. I haven't seen when Harry met Sally in years. I, the one scene I remember is like the party scene towards the end. It's like the only thing I remember about that movie. Yeah, that's what most people remember. Yeah. But but in this episode, so there, as I said before, I wasn't kidding when I said it. this is like Say by the Bell fan fiction. Oh, legit, legit. And you know what, though? That didn't occur to me until you said it. And then I was like, holy shit, he's right. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's, it's like totally... Lisa Turtle meets Jesse because it was you said or Jesse, Tor- right? Not Kelly or Jesse. Tori, fucking it, Tori. It could be Tori, but like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going old school, and I'm saying like someone's like I want to see Jesse Spano and Lisa Turtle fall in love. Yeah, because you know Jesse doesn't need AC Slater, and Lisa doesn't need Screech. R.I.P. Um, yeah, I mean they both don't. I mean. Neither of the, neither of those gentlemen were very good suitors anyways. Um, but yeah, so like I, I love how in this in this world, there, there actually is like characters who do remind me of Saved by the Bell characters like the video game guy reminds me so much of screech screech yeah and then and then Wes is obviously Zach, Zach Morris and the bartender is the bar- this later? Yeah. Is this later? Um, legit. It's although granted, it is technically the wrong decade because Saved by the Bell was the nineties. Eighty-nine. Eighty. Really? Good morning, Miss well, Bliss. That, started in eighty-seven. Our eight. Okay. Yeah. Good morning, Miss Bliss. Started in eighty-seven, and then eighty-eight is when they retooled and premiered in eighty-nine. Interesting. Okay. I always I so strongly associate it with the nineties, but okay. I'll give you that. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, are you 89? Are you saying that's Good Morning, Miss Bliss? But no. Okay. I didn't realize they started it. That started in 87. Yeah. But yeah, the, sh- the shoulder pads in this episode alone. Also, Yorkie's glasses. I want them so bad. Also, Yorkie, Yorkie is wearing the mommiest mom jeans to ever mom jeans. Those well, didn't are- she like, well, wasn't she? I mean, don't we find out that she's 21? I mean, she's an old lady, but she's she was 21 when she essentially ended up 
a quadriplegic. Yeah. And so it's like, I wonder if the way she sees herself is she's just always saw, seen herself as the same. And, and she grew up, like, she clearly grew up in an oppressive household because right. she came out to her parents and immediately got into a car accident and her parents didn't accept her. Right. So she, so I would think that the way she dresses reflects the fact that she was very sheltered and, and. But the other thing that confused me is that like, she was a virgin at like 21. That's not, honestly, that's not as weird as you might think. No, I mean, I know that, that Tina Fey didn't lose her virginity until she was 24 and maybe she comes from like a Tina Fey family, but like, like, I don't know. It was weird. (laughs) You'd honestly, I think you'd be surprised. Cause well, it felt like originally in the script it was like she is 18 and that would make sense. And then they're like, well, she's in a bar. We need to make her 21. Okay, but think about it this way. She let's assume, like, okay, uh, however far this is into the future, if you think maybe that Yorkie is our age now and um, or something like that. And, uh, she grew up in a very religious household that we are not in our twenties. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, no, what I'm saying is let's say she would be in her thirties now, you know, let's say yeah. she was born in the eighties or the seventies, right. Based on, cause they, we don't really know what time period, the actual future world this is set in. But if we think it's about it, it's supposed to be 2030 something like our 20- Oh my God. That's way too close for my comfort. I don't like to think that it's that close. No way. That's like 10, 15 years from now. <laughs> Hell no. Back to the terrifying perspective. But my point being is that picture a Midwestern or Southern religious household where the girls are raised to believe they need to save themselves for marriage. Yorkie, darling, you need to save yourself for Jesus. So let's say you grow up that way. You grow up sheltered in a very small town where there's not a lot of people Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Does that mean that Yorkie's mom put her in those Southern pageants where she had- Probably. Like a debutante ball and all that shit. Or like a- Or purity balls where she had to like marry her dad. (laughs) Oh, God. Because that's like what they are. They now have to presenting, <laughs> now presenting Lady Yorkie. Exactly. So, like, if we picture that scenario, and then we also picture the fact that Yorkie knew she was gay, but grew up in a in a an environment where she was not around anyone else that was either open to gay people, or um, there were even gay people around her, or out people that she would even know. It doesn't surprise me at all that she wouldn't have had any romantic experiences at 21. Not at all. Okay, so it ju- it just makes it fe- like seem like... But y- hold on. You broke my brain because Yorkie is not from the South. She's from California. I'm not saying she definitely is from the South. I'm just saying that your argument is that it's unrealistic that a 21 year old wouldn't have had sex, but that's just not true. And also I know plenty of people who are older than that, who haven't for whatever reason. So I'm just, okay. So, so, so I'm saying that because I've literally seen movies where Mackenzie did, I can't separate the actress from the character. Okay. Cause I've seen movies literally where Mackenzie Davis is 
sticking her tongue down Adam Driver's throat. <laughs> so, so for you, it's just hard to believe because you're so used to seeing the actress in different roles. Yeah, it, like it, it's it's basically when when like Will Smith tried tries to play like a real life character and it's like you can't see anyone but will smith right well i think so here's my opinion on this also um why i think it was actually important why i think it served the story well that um she hadn't had sex with anyone is because it adds to the tragedy that she became a quadriplegic so young and that now towards the end of her life there's this technology that gives her the chance to actually live one and actually have experiences that she never could have had so I think it it adds a lot of richness and depth to her personal story and why she decides to pass over and all that kind of stuff no like uh Kelly's face when she's like well this was my first time she was like oh man your first time was in cyberspace. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, I mean, I think it is a little disappointing. I mean, it's the, the whole thing. I mean, I think the love story is lovely, but I think it, this episode raises a lot of questions because aside from just like my big question, aside from what happens if the power goes out is who the fuck is paying for this? This is a private company. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is this company in, in the, this world in the, the black mirror world. So I need to get into my relationship with black mirror before I go anywhere else, because there are certain episodes that I don't want to talk about. I won't watch them there. There's times where they go too dark. Yeah. But then there are episodes that like, I love like this one. Have you seen um, uh, the USS McAllister one? That's the one with the mother from How I Met Your Mother and uh, Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad. And he's like Captain Kirk. Yes, that's a good episode. That's a great one. That's um, so good. But then like recently there there was in the last season, there was one with um, at Andrew, not Adam Scott, Andrew Scott from... Um, from Sherlock and his dark materials and Fleabag 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 yeah hot priest hot priest and you find out that the guy who created this tech company is played by Topher Grace did I see this episode I don't remember if I watched he's, that one. he's the cab driver I don't think I watched that episode okay of Black Mirror yeah I've not seen it all I was really into it and then I think it was like I can't handle this now yeah, there are certain episodes that, like, make me stop watching it for a while. Yeah, because they're just, like, I mean, it is dark. And, like, it's not good for me to watch Black Mirror because I am, like, semi-not, like, jokingly paranoid about technology. And it's literally my fears of the future in a television series of what I think. And it's like a future that I desperately do not want to be a part of. Well, because oh, also the pi- do you remember the pilot episode of the show? Which one was it? Someone with the pig. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Oh, that wasn't technology at no. all. No, but I think, no, it wasn't about technology. But it was, though. It was about, I mean, accessing public media and public figures. Yeah, but that's not what you remember about it. (laughs) 
No, but what I took away from that is the depravity of humanity, which I mean, I won't go too much into current events, but I think the depraved, one of the things that I also find terrifying about the future is the utter lack of humanity among some people and what people are willing to do. I tried to get Haley into this show and- Oh, Haley would hate this, I would think. She did. The, The episode that I showed her to get her into it, Haley hates like anthology, like Twilight Zone TV shows anyways. Like she wants a continuous story. I do, unless it's Sherlock Holmes, because Sherlock Holmes is is. You mean own. Sherlock? No, I mean any Sherlock Holmes esque oh, okay. thing, because Sherlock was literally written to be a case by case, yeah, thing. So, because I usually like um, continuous stories, but I think this show is done very well in the format that it's done. So the and episode that I showed well her is I'll Be Right Back. Which was that one? That's the one with Donald Gleason where he's married to Agent Peggy Carter. He's married to Hallie Atwell's character. And he goes out and dies in a car accident. And Have she, I seen this one? She clones him. In the cl- yeah. I don't know if I've seen this one. I don't think I saw that. I made the mistake of showing her that one like right before we got no, married. No, Oh my God, a fool, a fool you are. San Junipero wasn't out yet. <laughs> I mean, there are other, uh, yikes, no. Well, no wonder why she was sitting there refusing to watch it when we had started it. Yeah. No wonder. It's a tough show. It's not easy. And it's just like, I mean, it's it's genuinely terrifying, which I mean, I think it's the point. I mean, but this episode whole- is not terrifying at all. Uh, I mean, except at the so, quagmire. <laughs> oh my God, the quagmire. Well, okay, here's my thing of why I think it's terrifying. Um, and there are a number of levels to this. Um, you're wrong. One, what? I said, you're wrong. Shut up. Shut your face. <laughs> Listen, um, I think the idea of, I think a lot of people these days are willing and are, are so willing to give up their privacy and security for convenience. And I think this is a great example of people willing to choose some type of false eternity by willingly giving over their consciousness, if that's even what it is, because that's a whole theological question. But they, they don't but go into it. They don't go into it is the thing. But, these are the, th- I know they don't go into it. That doesn't mean I'm not thinking about it. But I it. have a theory. Hold on. Let me finish my fucking thought. Jesus Christ. Listen, <laughs> I want to finish my thought. Um, the idea that a company can own one's consciousness, which means they can own someone's memories, their patterns. I mean, to me, when I see this, it's like, how easy is it for someone to hack into this? Do these people communicate to the outside world in any way? Uh, wh- what does happen if the power goes out? Does that mean everyone dies? What is the class um, situation in terms of like, I thought um, the show Upload did it, did um, exemplify this really well. Obviously this is something people have to pay for. And that means that some people, how come one person gets to uh, live forever and somebody else doesn't? So then you have class disparities, which means that the majority of people who are probably buying into this probably have money what about nefarious people who want to get into this and, and destroy people? I mean, the implications of this, I think, are a lot bigger. I just, 
I, this is why it terrifies me. I think they pick terminally ill people. Okay, but right, because every system has no loopholes. No, I, no I'm saying I think San Junipero, that system is specifically for terminally ill people. The people until somebody gets it, until somebody, we already know that people can get into it. No, that's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily because um, I remember. I actually remembered something from this episode. So, why uh, are you being so mean? People are gonna hate you now. I don't care. All right, I'm feeling passionate. Technology terrifies me. I thought it's like a lovely story, but technology scares the crap out of me. So. Um, even a beautiful episode like this terrifies me. Um, Kelly does mention at one point, or somebody mentions at one point, I don't think it's just for terminally ill. They talk about it, using it as therapy. Um, Alzheimer's patients use it. Um, other types of patients probably use Alzheimer's, it. Alzheimer's, you mean a terminal illness? I'm saying it's not, They did to me, I didn't get the impression that it was just terminally ill people. I'm saying that, it looked like there were different databases with different names. It looked like San Junipero and the creator, Charlie Brooker said San Junipero is just the name of that server. Well, that was my, that was a big question that I did and have. That's what this. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That server San Junipero is for people who are terminally ill. There could be another one called, I don't know, like, Sex Island. I don't know. <laughs> what well, sex as if San Junipero wasn't already kind of like that was the other thing I found interesting is that you've got the quagmire where people what was the quote that people go there who are the lifetimers um who are going there just to feel something because of the monotony. That was the thing I was thinking of. It's like you go to San Junipero at a certain point, the idea of living I would never want to buy into this because the idea of living forever i think is insane and well that's where you and i differ <laughs> how do you not anytime anybody talks about wanting to live longer live forever blah 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 i'm like no i'm good well I'm I, all right but i i wouldn't mind doing like a bill murray groundhog day thing oh, so my, i could so i could like palm springs which is probably more of a closer reality but but to get good at something Groundhog Day, he gets good at something. He, I mean, I he like becomes humbled. He becomes a better person. Andy Samberg in Palm Springs doesn't learn jack shit. No, he, I don't think that's true. I think he learns to open up and let someone in. Sure. That's what, that was what I got from it. That I the the message I got from Palm Springs was that it's important to. Um, and I mean, Groundhog Day does this well. You know what? What? Um, oh. Uh, what's the one with Rachel McAdams and what's his face with the time movie about time? Yes. Or time traveler's <laughs> wife. She's done three movies about time travel. The, Oh, who, who Rachel McAdams. She was in the time traveler's wow. wife. She was in about time. And she was also in, um, uh, Dr. Strange midnight in Paris. Oh, funny. Um, no. So about time was all about, um, making it each day and these moments important so that you care about each one, regardless of how monotonous or whatever that make each day matter and important. And I thought Tom Springs did a good job of showing that as well, because he fell in love with this person who before he didn't have those feelings for, even though he slept with her like a thousand times. 
uh, unbeknownst to her. And uh, spoilers. And, okay, well, whatever. Who listens to this and doesn't expect to get spoilers of stuff? Okay. Um, I mean, do you want? They were coming here for the San Junipero spoilers. I'm just saying, my point being with the Palm Springs is that he learns about making each day important with the people that you care about. That was what I took from what Andy Samberg learns in Palm Springs. What you have here in San Junipero is the people who stay there for a long time have lost the ability to do that because but Yorkie had never lived that's the thing no I understand that I like I understand the point but at a certain like to a certain extent what happens after you've been there for so long when time actually doesn't change you don't nobody actually changes or grows because in San Junipero there aren't actually real problems so but Yorkie had a throw line dialogue throwaway line of dialogue where she basically said if you want to like opt out you can opt out if you want to age out you can age out like no i understand that i'm just saying that the idea of eternity at a certain point and not and it's not just eternity it's eternity without consequences it's an eternity without conflict that i know kelly made that very clear when she you find out she was basically sleeping with everyone yeah, but that's the thing. Do you think it's she could like, get a computer virus? I, this is, but this is the thing. Somebody could hack in. Somebody could get. What if some religious nut thought that this was an affront to the heavens above and decided to shut it all down? And then well, the question is: Is it they the make that clear? With- is it the concept of a soul? Is it uh, if they kill, if they if they unplug the system, are they actually killing them? But they make that clear with Heaven is a Place on Earth when they play that like three times in this episode. Yeah, I know. Which I get it. And I think that's my point is that it's like, I this is why this stuff freaks me out. I would never, like the idea of of being in a, having my consciousness transferred into a computer. And the question is, isn't even a consciousness? Because is it just copying your mind's, you know, brain wave pattern and uploading it to a computer system, but it's not actually your consciousness. But I mean, I think th- that those, then you go into a uh, theological well, uh, discussion. So Charlie Brooker, the guy who created Black Mirror, made a uh, uh, Spotify playlist, and and it follows in order of the songs that are played in the episode. And it's really on the nose. Uh, they start with Heaven is a Place on Earth, and then they have Say La Vie, um, by Robbie Neville. They have uh, Girlfriend in a Coma. And Don't You That's Forget About hilarious. Me. Uh, Heart and Soul Addicted to Love, Wishing Well. <laughs> like, the it's way too on the nose when you think about it. Like, the first time yeah. I saw it, I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Though the one thing I will say is that I was definitely getting John Hughes vibes when I was watching it. That's weird because, like, usually they they set the vibe of the decade with what the the movie poster is. Yeah, and the movie poster was Lost Boys. I was getting total Lost Boys vibes. I've never seen Lost Boys. Oh, okay. So that's but probably it, why I didn't get that vibe. Also, like the the hair in the decades. 
I, I would say that in 1990 is when our maybe early 2000s it looked the best. I so agree. So in agreement. Though, is that because that's when we were teenagers? Maybe. <laughs> like, do we just like that, how it looks in that decade? Because to us, that feels homey. Well, the crazy thing is, like, her hair, uh, Gugu and Bathra, um, her hair looked like her hair in Beyond the Lights in early 2000s. Like, Which I haven't seen. I was getting Rihanna vibes from her. Well, so Beyond the Lights, she plays... Uh, a singer like Rihanna. That is hilarious. The movie is basically about. I did not know that. Yeah. She plays like a pop singer whose mom is very controlling. I think Minnie Driver plays her mom. Um, or as we call her on this podcast, Tiny Automobile Operator. Um, what? Tiny. Why? Her name's Minnie Driver. Tiny Automobile Operator. That took me a minute. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm well, with it. That was first time, last time guest Mallory Saverin. Shut up. <laughs> but but like she she is so charming. Like even when she's being a bitch, she's very charming. <laughs> and like like she doesn't understand how much this means to her. She's like, oh, we're just having fun. And like to that guy Wes, when he's like, but th- it meant a lot to me. It's like, yeah, we don't really care about him. But with with Yorkie who I'm convinced is named because her mom was addicted to York peppermint patties. Um, <laughs> Probably. Um, but like she doesn't get what she did to, to Yorkie is actually kind of cruel. Yeah. Because like, so the twist with Kelly is she's actually like a 70 year old woman dying of cancer. And I will say, I'll talk more about it in a second, but I will say I thought Kelly's performance which I think was intentional is that it, it changes once you find out the young Kelly, I should say it changes a little bit or and to an extent, a lot. Once you find out she's an old lady and her performance was very good yeah. doing that, but continue. What you're saying. <laughs> um, but like when, when we see old Kelly, like, what is it that she says when she sees Yorkie who is in a coma? She's like, hello stupid or something like that yeah yeah it's like wow you're awful i don't think it's i yeah, i don't know i thought I, it was more of an affection of i thought it was more of an expression of like affection also the way if, you say nasty things to me and i know you don't mean them most yeah of the shut time. up <laughs> exactly um but i if we're going with our say by the bell thing um is kelly kapowski her uh her hospice care (laughs) and is mr belding poor greg oh greg oh belding i felt so bad for greg because like when you hear his story like you you get glimpses of people's lives in like just paragraphs when you find out that he, he was so dedicated to being a hospice nurse that like he forgot to have a life i mean i think i agree with what they were saying greg's a good guy yeah, but it's no. just no, no. I'm saying it's so depressing that like he he cared so much about taking care of other people that he's like, oh my god, twenty years has passed. Yeah, yeah. Though I will say, just skipping ahead a little bit because it the thought just occurred to me with the whole euthanasia thing, right? So Yorkie, old Yorkie, is a quadriplegic who can't speak, but somehow they have intercoms that where she can communicate with Greg 
her family doesn't believe in euthanasia and they can over, they can stop Yorkie from being euthanized. However, if Yorkie's married, the spouse can override that and euthanize her. However, if Yorkie can consent in her state to marry somebody, why can't she consent to being euthanized herself? Because this in this to me world, feels like a loophole. In, like this, in this world that they're saying that that's you know the cookie talking it's not really then how can she consent to being married therefore her spouse can uh choose to euthanize her if to, that was to lead us true, to that beautiful scene in the beach when when they basically break the law I'm and just saying i have serious legal questions about the euthanasia then uh, contact and... legal legals <laughs> Yeah, Lee Legal needs to do a response to this to explain to me the the law and the problems with this because if she can consent, if someone can consent to being married when they're in a vegetative state, why can't they consent to euthanizing themselves? Well, I it think makes that, no sense to me. I think the tech so she's not in a vegetated state. She is responsive. She can blink and and cry and everything. I think that the talk box is like is patterned to her her eye movement which okay that's all great well and plenty except the way they explained it was that the family refuses to consent to euthanize her but if she's married the spouse can agree to euthanize her however she then has to get married because she's not currently married but if she can consent in this world to marry in her current state then she clearly has enough cognitive function to consent to her own medical care, which would include euthanasia. Why does her family have any power over her whatsoever? I think the whole marriage thing is pointless. I think the more important question is, how old is her family? Because she was like 67 or 69. I thought she was even older than that. That's actually also a good question. Like, are her parents still alive? Well, they said it was her parents. They said it was her parents. Well, who knows? In this world, I mean, technology, her parents could... Be, be robots <laughs> i mean who the fuck knows in this world i mean what and also i mean if they have that this technology where they can copy someone's brain and stick it in a computer um then for all we know yorkie laying in the bed as we saw her could have been 150 because really if you think about it if the, if technology and medicine and all these things have improved so much you know People might look in their 60s or their 70s, but they might be significantly older Maybe. because people live a lot longer in this altered reality, which I don't like. And it terrifies me. I mean, it's a sweet story, but like the background of it. Well, oh, so out. the other thing that drove me crazy is like the more we learn about Kelly, the less we kind of like her. I don't know. I I don't know. You Why didn't you like her? Because like she didn't she didn't explain she kept so many secrets from Yorkie and 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 that led Yorkie 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 to have, <laughs> have like Freudian slips where she's like, well, it was selfish of your husband. And she's like, well, I, he did it because we had a daughter who also died, too. And she's like, I didn't know. I mean, I think that's that where I, that's where I'm saying that, like, yeah, I actually think that Yorkie was the one who was being harsh. I didn't like Yorkie in that moment because in my opinion, they haven't known each other for very long. And I don't think Kelly is under any obligation to tell this person 
who she's pretty much just met all of her deep dark secrets but and clearly she's she's reeling from she's still you know i mean you don't really get over the death of a child so but like keep in mind keep in mind and i'm gonna be using hand gestures that only mallory can see Yorkie has the mindset of a 20 year old who a person uh, uh, so I found out that um, a male's brain doesn't fully develop till they're about 35 37 a female's brain doesn't develop till they're like 25 27 so she has the she has the mindset of a 21 year old where Kelly has the mind of a 70 year old woman (laughs) Well, this is actually speaking of that's that, why that I'm up- saying that 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 Kelly is less understanding than Yorkie because you know to quote Thunderdome, can't you see Kelly uh, Yorkie has the mind of a child? Well, I think this also brings up another um, thought that I had watching this. Uh, I mean, you know more about the universe in general, so you can correct me on. And you also like I didn't realize that San Junipero was only one server that's yeah. specifically for terminally terminally ill people. Um, which I assume means they're grouping people by age or something. And I bring that up because I'm watching this and I'm like, I feel like this leads into dangerous and problematic power dynamics. If you have someone who's very young and someone who's very old in bodies that are the same age, but mentally they're, they're in different ages. And also when you have a society like this, I mean, not full on Lord of the Flies, but whenever you have a, co- a contained society, power structures eventually develop. That's just the nature of mankind virtually in a computer system or not. I would think a group of people together are going to create their own. Ho- I don't know. I, I think I think there's in- protocols in place that will prohibit that if they're like oh no they're st- they're starting to you know go full lord of the flies they're, they're starting to unionize <laughs> yeah they're starting to go full lord of the flies we need to like i think they'll just do like a wandavision and like blip blop it out oh i haven't seen wandavision yet so i have no idea um but i don't know i just thought it was interesting and also because the point that you made um because i remember that from the beginning that yorkie essentially is 21 yeah, she's been in a young state and you have an older person essentially entering in this relationship, though, to be fair, neither of them knew each other's situation when they first met and hooked up, which I think is the point is that I, you, Yorkie, knew. Leads, Yorkie knew. Maybe, but I because think remember just, when they're in the house, she goes, is this a picture of your mother or something? And Kelly says or something. And she's like, oh, OK. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's an interesting conversation to have about power dynamics, especially when you're going to have someone who is, and like I, but again, I would like to think they're going to group people by their actual age. So they're not going to put a terminally ill 16 year old in with a bunch of 80 year olds. Right. But they did say that this is, this is done. This San Junipero is sent to hospitals and nursing homes for the elderly. And also for therapeutic treatments. Right. Yeah. So that's what San Junipero is. There's another one that's a dating app that is on a different server that they talked about. That one I remember. I, you know, the whole thing, again, it just brings me back to how terrifying this technology is. I would, I just like, you know, all of this stuff in the future, if any of it comes to pass, I will not participate. You can mark me down. You, you're not going to park participate? Parpipipate. I will be opting out of all of these 
Nobody's taking my brain and sticking it on a computer, okay? Nobody. Nobody wants to, but if they did, they can't have it. I don't know. I think I would I would go for it. Really? If 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 my wife was there, if Haley could be there, yes. Hell no. Hell no. It's not like no, we're no. gonna end up at the quagmire covered in leather. Uh, hey. Also, I do you know why it was called the saying. quagmire? From uh, Family Guy? No. What's the why? definition of a quagmire? I know it, but I can't say it. It's like a glitch or a predicament. So oh. basically, it's it's a glitch in the system. So you were talking huh. you were talking about glitches in the system. I guess in this world, instead of it causing havoc, they just have you know a weird S and M club. That was the thing that I cracked up is like, all right, are these the only two places? So in Santa Junipero, I was curious if like, because we're only seeing the quote unquote trial version, right? except at the very end, does that mean that the trial version only includes these two locations, Tucker's and the Quagmire, whereas- Well, the it's full Tucker's version- Street. Because on okay. Tucker's Street, you also have the movie theater. Right, and, and some shops and stuff. And some restaurants and stuff. Well, I guess my point being is that is the real world of San Junipero a, a sprawling actual city? Or is it literally just this one street? I think is it is it? an actual city because when you see her at the end, when Yorkie, who finally gets the red card from that video game. <laughs> yeah. Also... Uh, her car was called the Yorkie one. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, no, <laughs> but, when, giggle. but when she gets in her car and, and leaves her, you know, apartment complex to go see Kelly, who now lives there, she drives through like different states. Does she? Yeah. See, now we're entering the part where I don't remember things. <laughs> but, but like, it, it was crazy because like, um, they have that moment like uh, I'm trying to I can't remember what movie it was um it might have been Ready Player One but the moment when they're they're like having a real heartfelt moment and then the person gets unplugged and the person who's already in there is just standing there oh my god like that's what happens in San Junipero because when they're in the wedding dresses and and Kelly basically uh wants to feel what she felt Going into the car accident, she flings herself out of the car, goes through the oh, window. That w- oh, is that what she was doing? Yeah, she was trying to because because uh, uh, Yorkie was like, "You, I don't know what you went through, and you don't know what I went through, and I'm never going to understand. I feel bad that you had a daughter who couldn't be uploaded, and that's why your husband wouldn't upload. But also, I went through a lot too." going through a windshield, blah, blah, blah. So she does. I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize her driving into over there to put herself through a windshield was why she was, I was always very, I was, conf- thank you for explaining that to me because I did not get it. And I then, was also confused why there were road, road closures in San Junipero. That makes no sense to me. Trial version. Why there, while there, oh, well, if you're going to use smart things, <laughs> You're gonna use logic on me. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, trial version. If you, if okay, you, yeah, fine. But but then fine. like when when Yorkie goes to help her up and they're about to kiss and then it strikes midnight and she disappears and and she's just standing yeah. there and she's like, huh? Fires. Yeah, 
It's like, very, this whole thing is all very, I mean, have you watched Upload, the show Upload? Yeah, I watched the entire season in one day. Okay. What? It was so good. Um, one of the questions I had about Sanju and Paro is if it's a similar structure to, um, uh, to Upload, because in Upload, you have to pay for a lot of services as you go and you need people you either need to be set up with an account or you need people on in the real world, quote unquote, to pay for things, blah, blah, blah. And I'm curious if like it's a one fee payment or if they have to pay for things. Cause if, again, this goes into a class structure and but, but in classism. Up, but in upload, there are certain people who get, you know, grandfathered in because of traumatic experiences. And that's what I think Yorkie is like his buddy who is the, the vet, the, the war vet who basically has a penthouse apartment in uploaded. Yeah. 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 He's there. He can't afford it, but he's there because he served his country. Yeah. Well, my point being is that I'm just, I'm, I'm curious if it's a similar structure, it, not specifically necessarily San Junipero, but in the, in the universe that is black mirror. Um, I'm curious if it's a similar structure. And I'm also curious, just like dollar and cents, how much does this cost? I think Charlie Brooker said for for people like Yorkie and people like Kelly who are terminally ill, I think it's because they went through traumatic experiences. It's free for them. I mean, that's nice. And if it's something that doesn't scare the crap out of you and if ethically but you if, think it's something that's worth doing. But which, if, you, if you're a rich person, say like a sociopath, Patrick Bateman type, then you got to pay. <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm wondering if they put all the socio... This is the thing though. Like you're, you, you get to live in a place forever. And if you're a psycho, my thought is like, how come there I'm isn't anybody I'm pretty sure they have their own server. Go? And just murder everybody they can find because you're not going to be like, um, then again, to say like, it's an interesting, this is an interesting ethical question. If you have murderers and serial killers on death row, it, could you then, um, if they are convicted to, if they're sentenced to um, uh, be, to be, to, if they're sentenced to death, could an alternative to that become that their consciousness instead is uploaded to a computer server where they can instead like sit almost like minority report where dangerous people are put on a freeze and then they can go and murder at their heart's content, but they're no longer a part of society. Well, they answered that in white Christmas because, um, what's his name? Was that the John Hamm episode? Yeah. But the Rafe Spall's character, they, they use his, his cookie to get a confession. That's right. So I, I think they basically do that to them. They just isolate the killers in, yeah. in a cabin. And sometimes John Hamm shows up and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like this technology stuff. It just, it, it wigs me out. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I don't like it these days in like the real world. I freak out about it when I'm watching TV. I mean, I will, re I refuse. I will refuse until my dying day to get light bulbs that hook up to Bluetooth because I'm convinced and it's not like same thing. I won't get any devices that listen to me. I will not. They're all turned off. It's just technology freaks me out. So oh, it's yeah. like black, black mirror is tough for me to watch a lot because, but this is it, here because it's Valentine's day and it's, Oh yeah. Let's talk about the love story. <laughs> it, it's a very sweet love story because 
it's two different people learning to love again in different aspects. Like, yeah, Yorkie never had the love of her parents, which in turn means she never had the love of anybody. Yeah, and she also wasn't ever able, aside from just not having the the love of her parents, um, she was never never able to express love in the way she knew was right for her. And apparently, she, she had one of those her relationships with uh, with Greg. The movie her <laughs> yeah pretty much that's a, that's a reference i do understand but, but i have pr- seen things yeah she pretty much was talking to him digitally yeah um which i think again i think it's uh, what i like about it's a small thing but the whole greg yorkie thing i think is a sweet moment if you have someone who's so dedicated i know like you had said that it's sad because he doesn't have a life but i think it's it's very sweet that he's so dedicated to his job and caring for the people that he's in charge of that he knows that the the wishes of this person that he's caring for are more are important to, than him. Right. And so he's willing to marry her to give her what she wants and, and give her what she's never had, which turns out to be, well, theoretically, we don't know how they end up, um, Kelly and Yorkie, because for all we know, in 20 years, they'll be sick of each other and they'll both pull the plug on each other. But- <laughs> Um, well, cause you never know. But, okay. Holy real quick. One of the questions I had was like, I was thinking, okay, you have eternity in a computer program. And I'm curious how much of real life has been filtered out. Like the annoying habits that people have that wouldn't necessarily exist in a computer program. For an example, do these people have boogers and you know what I mean? But if they don't have boogers, they're not going to be leaving their dirty well, tissues around. Well, they talked it's, about it. Like they, that. they talked about it. Like, is your pain, is your Meter. pain? Yeah, is your pain tolerance on? Is your this on? So yeah. I'm guessing if you want to feel that, you can. But you can customize uh, how realistic things are. Right, but but remember, Kelly was smoking a cigarette, and she said, "I can't." It even doesn't t-. taste like it. Yeah. But, but then when when Yorkie gets fully uploaded, she can feel the sand. She can feel everything because now she's technically a person there. Right. Well, I guess that's because the trial version you don't get to experience the full breadth of the program. Whereas then what the hell are they drinking over? That's a good question. Like, are they getting drunk or are they just like, can they taste it? But these are the, like, even so though, if you're fully passed over the things in real life, I, I just think of like people in a relationship, it's those little things that either make you fall in love with them or drive you crazy or whatever. And it's like, if you don't have conflict or difficult times, how do you know when you're in the good ones? So it's like, if you don't have these little moments and these little idiosyncrasies that don't happen because you don't need to worry about paying bills, you don't need to worry about health problems, you don't need to worry about whether you have a roof over your head, all of these things go out the window. And it's like, well, this is, and this leads back to you know, the whole thing with the quagmire that you say is a glitch, but it's like, is it a glitch with the program itself? Or is it the is it a conceptual glitch with the idea of eternity without real world problems to have you enjoy the afterlife that you thought you wanted? Yes. When in reality, if you have no conflict in your life, how can you enjoy it? Both. Okay. Well, but, but how great would it be if like we got to see inside the world, like all of a sudden you just see this flicker, like, of a little electrical storm and they're like, what was that? And you just hear, sorry, someone spilled Pepsi on the, 
or just like announcements like the hunger games like just through the sky and it's like these are the number of people that have joined you today so like the opposite of when they announce how many people have died but although technically that is the same thing but honestly like i would want to live in san junipero because my my three favorite time periods are the 80s, the 90s, and early 2000s. So I think you can choose to be in any time period you want. Yeah, but that's I, how I took it. I would want to visit, like, I don't know, 1400s. Watch people fighting with swords just for just for a day, just for the fun of it. No. Nah. <laughs> I don't but, know. It's but, like, that's but this the is very thing. the good place. Like, this is like basically if, if, Cheedy and Eleanor swapped like roles. That's what yeah. Kelly and York. Okay, are. but this is a perfect example if we're talking about the good place. Is that when they went to heaven, or when they went to the good place, the real Spoilers. good place? Yeah, they they realized that there was a problem with heaven because basically you had anything you wanted whenever there was no conflict, no problems, nothing you had to worry about. And people got bored and eventually wanted out. And I get that it's built into the program that you can decide to leave, but I just think it's an interesting question um, that, you know, what's the point of eternity when I like, I get it. I get why some people are going to want to do it, but it's just like, it's just, but Kelly got the best of both worlds where her body was with her husband and daughter and Yorkie didn't get that. Like, yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I, and also because I also think it's a second chance for Kelly as well. Like talking strictly about the love story and enough of my, you know, neuroses. Um, <laughs> uh, if we're talking strictly about the love story, what I think is lovely about it is not only is it Yorkie's, really first chance at living a life and living her um like living her i hate this phrase but living her truth quote unquote shut up Um, i hate that phrase but uh she's she's getting to express love to someone being hashtag blessed and exactly yeah yolo well not in this case and kelly dance like no one's watching yeah exactly oh, fuck. Uh, I hate- all, all the phrases that probably one of my aunts has like plastered on one of their walls i hate them all i hate them all but anyways what i think is lovely is not only is it it really is second chance first chance for yorkie whatever but kelly had as she describes you know this marriage for 50 years and the law or 49 years whatever the love and they shared a child and all these things but kelly has also i mean kelly's bisexual and she's been married to a man. And so this is her chance to love a woman and have a second chance at love and, and find that again after the loss of her hus- her child and then her husband. And where Yorkie, chance- on the other hand, is walking on the beach and there's a second set of footprints. What? Is that a reference to something that I don't understand? One of, one of those inspirational quotes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There I was walking by myself on on the beach and there were a second set of footprints and that those footprints were jesus see we're talking about the sand and all i hear in my head is sand castles in the sand also if you cannot feel like things in san junipero why did you want to feel sand because like i hate that feeling of having like sand on me and knowing that it's i love the feeling of walking and digging my feet into the sand I don't like it later. 
Cause it's like, because like sand is like glitter. It never goes away. But I do like the feeling of sand. I don't necessarily like it in places I don't want it to be, but I do love the feeling of standing right in the surf of, and sticking your feet in the wet sand and having the, the water flow over your feet. I love that feeling. But so to each their own, I guess. Well, the other thing with Yorkie was, um, like from the very beginning, even at the end, she looks scared. Like was she looks terrified the whole time. Terrified. Yeah. Well, she's playing this. She's a very timid character, which I think also makes a lot of sense. If we think mentally, she's 21 years old entering this world, entering a bar you know, experiencing all of these things for the first time. I mean, do you, I remember being young and stupid and I mean, not that much has changed, but, um, you know, being in a new situation, especially like me being an introvert, like I would enter rooms that way of just like not really knowing what to do or who to speak to or, or how to present myself or how to hold myself even. And I think it takes a while. I think she finally sheds that towards the end because she's with someone she feels comfortable and safe with. Well, also going through the decades also has that, that thing to it as well, because if you look at the movies that are, um, I'm just looking, I'm doing research. <laughs> I'm, I, I can tell, I can yeah. tell, but cause you're not paying attention to me anymore. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm just reading something on the other screen. Um, but if you look at the movies that are playing when she's going through the stages of trying to find uh, Kelly in the different decades, the first one is The Lost Boys, which she's lost. Yeah. Then Scream is in 96, which means she's scared. And then The Born Identity is the third one, which is about a person oh, I having... I, I missed that one. Which is a, a person having amnesia and being okay with the person that they become. Yeah. So it, it's basically like she's coming to terms with herself. But still at the end, she drives that awful car with the awful license plate. <laughs> I mean, you I'm know. sorry. Anybody who has like a vanity, as they say on, on The Good Place, anyone who has a vanity license plate with their name on Negative it. Negative 100 points. Yep. To hell for you. But, but like, she kind of wants to be like Kelly, but Kelly doesn't even want to be like Kelly. I mean, Kelly, I feel like Kelly puts on a, created a persona for herself because her family is gone and here she, and she's terminally ill. And now she's in this world where she can be kind of free, carefree. So I feel like it's very much a persona. And this leads back to my point is like when Kelly no longer holds on to that persona, because I don't think not until she and Yorkie had that fight, I don't think we really saw Kelly shed that persona. Cause she's doing the whole, come on, man, we're having fun. <laughs> like, yeah, she's very, I mean, I do think she shed it a little bit, but I feel like so much, of Kelly's character was very much a persona she created for San Junipero. And I don't think we ever, we got a glimpse of the real Kelly, but I don't think we ever really got to know the real Kelly. And so I'm, whereas Yorkie, I feel like we, we could see her quote unquote authentic self uh, from the very beginning. I mean, when she's doing her pretty woman, like trying on clothes montage, which I love that so much. Oh my God. I loved it. Just cause, 
of the clothes and the makeup and the whole thing. Yeah, when, when she's doing the Robert Palmer. The, which one was that one? The the black dress. I was literally going to say that's my favorite with the tight bun. That's Robert Palmer. I, that's my favorite. That's Loved the Addicted it. to Love music video. Might as well face it. But, but then she ends up going with her, her regular look. Yeah, because she because ultimately she knows they're not her. Yeah, they're not authentically her. Whereas Kelly is always wearing these the same big bold thing. And I mean, my thought was maybe she was trying to evoke the same feeling that she had when she was the age her body looks in San Junipero. And so she's trying to create the persona of her being this young, free person. But I don't know if that's the true her because... I mean, I just don't know. I just feel like we didn't necessarily get to see enough of who Kelly really is. And I'd be interested to know. Well, as Lisa Turtle always said, is she a 10 or what? (laughs) (laughs) But but like, if you're watching this entire thing, this does feel like fan fiction. It feels like, it does feel like Jesse Spano, Lisa Turtle fan fiction. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, I think Jesse Spano is a little bit more outspoken by a little, I mean, a lot more outspoken than Yorkie is. Well, then Tori. <laughs> yeah, I was a Tori fan. Fight me. I like Tori. Anyone who didn't like Tori, fight me. I liked her. But like, Just saying. also, as we were saying before, this is the most optimistic Black Mirror has ever oh, been. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think barring a lot of the things that we brought up and delved into in my spiral about the technology, I think you really do have at its heart, like this pure, I, I consider it the start of a love story. Yeah. Because th- this in the rating one, the one with Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh God, that one terrified. But that was another super uplifting one as well at the end. Because she realizes she's a zero and she can say whatever she wants. And, and she just, and she's just free to be herself. And I think that's the point is that, I like the overall messaging of them both, particularly this one is that you can't love someone else until you love who you authentically are, which boo, I know, (laughs) but still also. But yeah. um, So is there anything else you want to say? No, no. These were the things that I plugged into my brain to make sure to bring up. I think I, I think I covered everything I wanted to say. I mean, I think, What's always an interesting question is the concept of whether or not someone believes in the concept of a soul and whether or not your consciousness, which is like what brainwave patterns copied to a computer program is in fact a transference of your own soul. And if you die, does that mean your actual soul is in the computer or does your soul actually die? And it's literally just your brain waves cr- like being manufactured by artificial intelligence. And I think it's an, a very interesting theological question that this episode poses that the move that the series upload poses if one wants to delve into that. But those are the things that always, always are in the back of my mind is the concept of, you know, yeah. whether or not you can create or transfer soul if you believe in that concept and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean... Deep thoughts here, deep thoughts. Well, this also is, like, the purest version. I felt like like when they were writing all of the Black Mirrors, someone was like, um, 
Charlie, are you okay? Can't you just have like one happy ending? Twilight Zone had at least three happy endings. Yeah. No, I do think that this is a very uplifting episode. I mean, I know I smiled at the end uh, because you do feel good. You're, you're happy for them that they had this chance and they're, they look happy together. And, and ultimately it's, it's one of the few black mirror episodes that leaves you with lasting thoughts, but doesn't necessarily leave you upset. Like, yeah. Or like, like nauseated with terror as I usually am after them. (laughs) Yeah. So how many bagels? I'm going to give this a solid, a solid, I think I'm going to give this a solid 12. Wow. What's the scale? It's been a while. I forget. It's a baker's dozen. Yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to take my 12. I'm going to go to an 11. Solid 11. Okay. I'm going to give it an 11. Solid 11. I'm, I'm going with 10. Why 10? I really, so there are certain things that they never fully explain. Uh, uh, a lot of things. Right. But they, they never explain why is it that you can't taste, but you can experience sex. Uh, oh, so many of those things. Like why can't, yeah. Why, yeah. You can also, experience the pleasure of pleasure of sex, but you can't, not that I think cigarettes are something to enjoy. Also but this episode, we didn't really talk about it. I mean, as theater people, this felt like a play. Very much so. Yes. And I wanted more backstory on on video game kid i wanted his backstory we get like a little hint at west but i felt so bad for that guy because like like he's he's really into to yorkie and she's like uh not today the reasons why i went up to 11 um because i think there are some episodes of television that are so perfectly written and contained Um, I'm currently in the middle of a Buffy rewatch right now and the body is a great example. Um, and I think this is also, is that the one where faith and and Buffy switch? No, it's the episode where, um, her mom dies. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I feel like the writing of this episode was perfection and was such a well-contained episode because Yes, it's thought-provoking. Yes, I have questions, but it's so perfectly in its own container. I think Black Mirror does a lot of this because it is anthology, but but I thought this is one of the best examples of it. And it's a completely satisfying episode at the end, whereas other episodes tend to leave you either kind of an empty feeling or whatever because they portrayed the love story so well and because... And again, I love the fact that they just throw you in the middle without explaining. Black Mirror does this a lot, but I think this is one of the best examples of throwing you in the middle of the water without a paddle. I mean, U.S. McAllister also has a very happy ending, too. Like, how's that one? That's the Star Trek one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I just, yeah, I mean, I agree. That's also a really great one. But we're talking about, I, I think it speaks to something that we're saying the ones that we like really are are the ones that I think are so well written so I give it 11 I take a couple because I have so many questions and because there were a couple of things in it where I'm like that to me is like kind of a loophole or some of this is a little cheesy but overall I just think it's such a well-written 
episode that in, completely encapsulates its own world. And I think you can watch this, um, you know, I think it's a, something that's hard to watch and easy to watch. And yeah, there's a lot to it. Yeah. So later in the month, we actually are going to be talking about what if. <laughs> okay. That's the Mackenzie, the Yorkie, the girl who played Yorkie in this. Yeah. That's the movie, the rom-com that she was in with uh, uh, Adam Driver and Daniel Radcliffe. So, cause gotcha. Be, um, but next we're doing You've Got Mail. So Nice. Yeah. So you can follow, you can watch that on all the streaming sites that you want to. God, you know. I had to pay for it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, Mallory, <laughs> thanks for doing it. this. Thank you for having me. This, it's been too long. Yep. So until next time, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. Um, and if you have suggestions, email. We'll probably eventually do it. So until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Bye. Bye.